Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be with you. Sorry we can't be with each other in person, but I have such a sense of excitement that when, when things don't go the way we would like, I know that God is doing something and he is doing something great. And so I do want us to keep trusting God and rising in our faith, even as Nikki has said, for God to come through with regards to our venues. And so as, I, as we have explained as the week has progressed, the venue negotiations didn't quite go in the way we expected. But you know what? Even though I've been uncertain, we've been, Lord, what are you doing God has a plan, and so I'm excited to see that plan. So we are in the final negotiations, so we're trusting, as even Nikki said, that next week in our new venue, and we will keep you updated about that. So I wanted to give one announcement from my side. We had an amazing time yesterday, and thank you for everyone who helped us with the move. It was amazing to see so many people come and, and take what was in this venue and literally move everything in just over three hours. It was really incredible to see. One of the key teams in this were our mighty men, our men in arms. That's our new name for our men's ministry, men in arms, and boy are their arms sore this morning after the move. And so we really appreciated our men helping yesterday as well. So this coming Saturday, the 9th of July at 2 p.m., we have a men's ministry meeting. The focus is our health. We've now kind of done the physical fitness thing. Now we're focused on our health. And so we're going to confirm the venue with you. So watch the different WhatsApp groups for confirmation of the venue. But please join us for that. Because as men, we need to be responsible for who we are and how we walk into the world. So look forward to seeing each one of you there. We're going to go into the Word now, and so what I want to ask us to do is just to quieten our hearts, um, take a sip of your tea or coffee, and let's just quieten our hearts to hear what God wants to say this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your hand on every nation west coast. I thank you, Lord God, that you love us. I thank you, Lord God, that you have such a great plan in store for us. And Lord, we, we look with excitement to see what you're going to do. And so, Lord, as we listen to your word this morning, Lord God, give me the right words. Lord, give us all ears to hear what you are saying to us this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the title of my sermon today is Light of the World. Now, I'm sure you will note and have noticed that this week has been a dark one. This has been a dark week. We've had stage six load shedding, and with that, a whole lot of, of challenges, both in terms of managing our lives, working, businesses, but also fears worries about the future, worries about what's happening, is, is everything falling apart? And so we're talking a little bit about that this morning. From a church perspective, it's been a dark time. For me, I've, I've been, and for our leaders, we've been, it's been stressful, it's been difficult not having clarity on certain things. And so I've really been, I had times when I was, I was arguing with God. I was saying, Lord, why? You know, my timing said this and this and this. But God's timing has been different. So it's been a dark week. 
But I want to remind you of a few things that God reminded me of in this week. And they are as follows. Number one, God kept reminding me of the following words. Be still and know that I am God. And that's from Psalm 46 verse 10. The whole scripture says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. So in the midst of the turmoil, let's be still. The second thing that God reminded me from Matthew 16 verse 18 God's word says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it's not Dennis or the elders or the leaders building the church. God's gonna build the church. But also there's a battle. The gates of hell are coming against what God is wanting to do. And I want us to rise up in our faith and say, God's gonna build something. God's doing something in this community. This community needs every nation West Coast. And so there's a battle. And so we rise up in the battle. Thirdly, the church is not a building. Now it's nice to have a building, right? And we're trusting God for a venue. But in the end, the church is you and I. The church is not a building. And so as you and I, you and I, even though we don't have a building, a venue right now, the church is alive. God wants to use you and I to touch lives. The church is not a building. The fourth one, which we've seen quite clearly, is God's timing and our timing are different. And so part of that journey is to step back and trust God and know that he has a plan. We don't understand it all, but he has a plan. So this week we went away. Um, we, my, my wife's mom, my mom-in-law, it was her 77th birthday, and, and we'd set aside time to go away with her, not knowing that there would be so, un, so many unanswered questions in this week. And so it was a bit of a stressful time because we were on the phone, we were kind of having conversations with the venue people, we were having conversations with the elders and, and so on. And, and so it was, it was a bit of a stressful time, but in the end, it was good that we could step away. And so we stepped away to series, to a farm in series. And as we were there, God was just challenging me in some areas God was putting his finger on certain things for me to pray into. And as we did some of the conversations and had some of those negotiations and grappled with some of this, it was a good time of God doing something new even in me. And there were two pictures I'm going to show you. And they come from this, this, the place where we were staying was a farm. And the one picture was of Henry. Now, I'm going to ask Luke to, to just play. It's a very short video, so pay attention. This is Henry. Okay, so you can see, very short video. Henry's a pig, right? And Henry, his focus is eating the grass in front of him. He did look up at one stage. I could take a selfie with him. But other than that, he was focused 
on eating. And you could see his stomach is so fat, it's kind of lying on the ground. He can hardly walk. He's such a fat pig. Now, I'm not calling any of you pigs. Let me be clear. But... What I am saying is sometimes we have a tendency to be like Henry. We want to be comfortable. We want to just be eating our grass. We want to just be focused on our space. We don't want to be put out. We, don't, we want to be on a flat piece of nice green grass. But that's not the journey God's got for us. God wants us to go into an adventure. And that's where sometimes in an adventure, things don't go the way we want. For Henry, he wakes up, he sleeps, he eats. That's his life. That's not what God's called you and I as believers to. The second picture, and Luke will play it in a second, not, not quite yet, um, is of Elliot and Lily. Now, Elliot and Lily are dogs. And Elliot, Elliot and Lily are the farm dogs on this farm. So the one day, on Tuesday this week actually, I went up and I was, I was stressed about the venue. I was, and so I went out to pray. And I, so, so I climbed up a little copy nearby that looks over the valley, looking over Ceres. And as I climbed up there, I climbed and in the end had to scramble up some of the rocks and ended up sitting on a rock and I was praying and I was, I was crying out to God and I was, I was praying out loud. Next second, I felt a presence next to me. It wasn't God, but it was Elliot, the dog. And so I'm just going to show you a, a quick video of Elliot and Lily. Now, Elliot and Lily, you can see, they were not like Henry, right? What were they doing? They were sitting, so I, I opened my eyes from praying, and here was Elliot and Lily sitting next to me. And what were they doing? They were looking out. They were watchful over the valley. They had climbed up. I didn't think they could climb up the rocks. I battled to climb up the rocks, but there they were on the rock with me. And it was such an amazing moment for me just to say, that's the life God's called you and I to, not to be a Henry, but to be an Elliot, to be a Lily, to watchful for what God is doing. And that's what I want our sense to be in this season, to be saying, Lord, you're doing a new thing. Lord, it's not perfect. It's not worked out in the way we thought, but Lord, I'm watchful. So in this season, in the midst of your own darkness, in the midst of what's happening in your life, how do we grapple with that? And I want you to go to our key scripture for this morning, which is Isaiah 61. So go to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 says the following, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He's sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. 
Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. They shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their glory you shall boast. Lord, bless the reading of your word this morning. Now, this is an amazing scripture, and there's so much there. But if, you, if we go, and we're not going to go there now, but in Luke 4, verse 18, we see Jesus is in Nazareth, and he's preaching in the synagogue. And as he steps up in the synagogue, he asks for the scriptures, and they hand him the scriptures, and he reads these same passages from Isaiah 61. And so he echoes these words. And then he says, I, Jesus, am the fulfillment of these words. And it's an amazing moment. Now, as you and I are believers, we are Christians. We're meant to be like Christ. We're meant to be journeying and following in his example. We're meant to be disciples of him as that we carry these same words. We are meant to keep walking out these words that Jesus spoke in the synagogue that day. So, there is something we are called to do. We are called to do those things the scripture speaks of. We're called to bring good news to the poor. We're called to bind up the brokenhearted. We're called to bring liberty to the captives. That's what God's called us to. He's called us to bring healing. He's called us to bring hope. He's called us to bring freedom. In the midst of the dark world, in the midst of the fears and the doubts that things like stage six would bring, we're called to bring those things. We're called to bring something different to what the world is offering right now. We're called to declare the year of the Lord's favor. This passage of scripture was addressed to people who mourn. They were mourning. It was addressed to those who are in Zion, the believers. And it's addressed to you and I today. What were they mourning? What do we mourn in these moments? We mourn our past sin because we've sinned. We mourn our imperfections, our current battles and the things we battle with. We mourn not being able to be more useful for God. In our own human weakness, we mourn for others who we love. We mourn for the lost. I believe this season, this post-COVID season, is a season where we are meant to take on a mourning, where we, we kind of go, Lord, we mourn the lost lives. Lord, we mourn the lost livelihoods. Lord, we mourn the world that is in turmoil. We mourn corruption that has resulted in some of those things happening around us. We mourn sin. We mourn 21 young people who died in a tavern in Scenery Park. We mourn that tragedy. We mourn the results of sin. We are meant to have that heart that mourns, that says, Lord, help us. Lord, but then we see that God gives a promise. In the midst of our, our mourning, God brings a promise to say a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. Where the mourning would make us bow down, would make us cower down. What God says is a beautiful headdress, raise up our heads. The oil of gladness 
instead of mourning. The garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. And so we look at the morning and we mourn. But then we say, you know what, Lord? We're gonna worship you. We're gonna worship who you are. We're gonna praise you. We're gonna have gratitude for what you are doing because you've called us to something greater. Because then it says, you will be called, that they may be called oaks of righteousness. People should be looking at us and calling us oaks of righteousness because there's a solidity in us. There's a dependency on us. There's a strength in us in the midst of the battles, in the midst of the things that aren't going in the way we thought. But God wants us to rise up as oaks of righteousness. And I'm speaking to you this morning. I'm speaking to you to say, rise up in your spirit. Shake off the morning. Yes, it's good to mourn, but shake that off. Put on that garment of praise. Stand as an oak of righteousness. Then it says, restoration will come. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. There's a lot that has been ruined. Apartheid ruined things. This last season of so many things going wrong, COVID has ruined things. There's been devastation in generations. But God's called us to be restorers. God's called us to be rebuilders. Part of our mission as a church is to restore and transform and to build this nation. That's what God's called us to. Go in your Bibles to our final scripture for today. Matthew 5 verse 14. Matthew 5 verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So our light is meant to shine. In fact, the darker it is, the lighter we should be shining because then the light stands out even more. And so in the midst of our darkness, let's be those who shine. Now, if I have a fire, imagine I've got a fire here. Some of you might be sitting at home around a fire. But if we have a fire and I throw on just dry leaves, there's gonna be some smoke, right? If I put plastic in that fire, It's going to be a bad smell, okay? If I remove oxygen from the fire, the fire starts to die. If I put wet wood on that fire, the the wood crackles and it battles to stay alight. God's called us right now to fan the flames of that fire in the right way, but not add the wrong things. Don't add the dry, the wet wood. Don't add the plastic, And you might be asking, what's the plastic? The plastic are the false ideas, the things that we would take as true, our own desires, our own selfish needs, our own comfort even. The wet wood, that's when we soaked in the world, we soaked in the things of the world that we're not dry, we're not burning how God would want us. So what's the right stuff that would help us burn? We need God's word and prayer, that's the oxygen that needs to feed the fire. God's word, prayer. And so I'd encourage you, challenge you to be praying, challenge you to be in the word. 
We need gratitude to say, Lord, in the midst of darkness, I'm not going to complain and moan, but I'm going to be thankful for who my God is. The wind, as the wind blows, it, it flames, it, it, it kind of brings those flames and makes the flames bigger. That's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is at work. And then we add more wood. And what more wood is our community. As you bring your fire, I bring my fire. We light a fire that becomes a bigger and bigger fire. So we're called to be light. We're called to be light in our families. That means when we're careful with our words. That means we're careful to, to point to the darkness rather than pointing to the light. We're meant to be light in our workplace, which means we are bringing light and showing light. It doesn't mean we're taking the candle and burning people. It means we're inviting them to come to the light. We need to be light in our relationships. And that means we do the hard things like forgive. And for some of you, there's relationships you need to step into and forgive. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for healing. Restore. God's called us to be real in this day and age. Not to, not to deny that there's darkness, but to stand as light in the darkness. And so my challenge to you and I today is to not be like Henry, not be like the big fat pig, but to be like Elliot, to be like Lily, who are addressing the world, who are watching, who are watchmen over the walls around us, who you're watching over your family, you're watching over our community. That's what God's called every nation West Coast to, to bring light. So I'm gonna end with this Psalm, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's go into this week. Let's be light. Let's bring hope into the darkness. As we go, I'd encourage you, keep watching our, our WhatsApps, keep watching our media and your emails. We'll inform you what's happening next week. That's part of the adventure. God's got a plan, and we just have to listen to that plan. I'd encourage you, pray this week and seek God for his face upon your family. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God shine his light on you, on your household 
in Jesus' name. Lord, bless everyone as we go. Lord, I pray, Father, for your light to shine. Lord, may we be light in the darkness around us. Lord, may we shine for who you've called us to be. Lord, I pray for hope to arise in each one of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.